is a Bramble Jam podcast. Okay, okay, right, chair. Calm down. Uh, hi, I'm Bran, and I love Lifetime Christmas movies. I'm Dan. I despise Lifetime Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and I think some Lifetime Christmas movies make the other ones, uh, you know, seem worthwhile. And this is, is the, the Deck, Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. podcast. Hi everybody! Hey. Welcome to another Monday. Uh, we're we're three Mondays now into Christmas in July, and I just feel like I'm I'm hitting my stride hitting now. Your stride, I feel like I'm hitting my stride, I and then wanna... and they're just gonna take it out from underneath me and just go back to normal programming, um, like monsters, like monsters. Alonzo, in your intro, you said that you think some Lifetime movies, yeah, may, <laughs> came out really weird. So make I, all I, the I, other I, ones seem worthwhile. <laughs> are you saying that most Lifetime movies are good and only a few are bad? Is that what you're saying? I, I, that, you know what? <laughs> As Willy Wonka would say, take that reverse. Reverse it. it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Good day, sir. I good said day, good day. Sir. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, even I was confused. I was trying my best, and we finished it, and I was doing the song. I was like, uh, some, most, some of them make the rest. Uh, all the, yeah, where the, are the, so there's some <laughs> that are just so awful that you know. Uh, you know sometimes so I don't look. It's very early on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, my, yeah. my improv chops are not what they should be. Um, okay, um, chicken, retired police officer, uh, penguin dance. Go work it in. Uh, okay, so uh, I need a place, and no. <laughs> uh, we're talking a sugar and spice holiday. Um, I Not think to be confused with Sugar and Spice, that movie where the, the cheerleaders had masks and bet Rob Banks, right. correct? Yes. Not you, different. Not a spinoff. Not a spinoff. <laughs> what if it was? Not not the not the Christmas special version of that. Not the Christmas special version of that. <laughs> Is it possible? Like, we just need to, like, tilt our head? Like, it, there's no world? There's no world. Okay. None, I don't think. No shared but universe. Boy, would that be something. Um, guys, I'm just thoroughly enjoying Christmas in July. I know uh, it's not for everybody. Some people get mad. Where are my golden girls and stuff like, but for me, it's just what I need. Like I in the, Christ in the, in the heat of the day. I just think Christmas in July is just one of the dumbest things ever. You asked me, I know I asked you, uh, the other day, like before we started this thing, did you, if I had told you there is a, a real TV channel <laughs> that switches to all Christmas in the middle of the summer, what would you say? Oh my gosh! I'd just be like, "This is the most absurd thing." I, when I was a kid, I went to RA camp. You familiar with the RAs? Um, Rascal no. Alliance. You want to give it a shot? RAs, you got it. I, I just know resident advisor. No, it was yeah. I was, Ra yeah. Rapture. It, uh, it's closest. Okay. Rapture's Apocalypse. closest. It was a, a ministry of the of the church. It was called the Royal Ambassadors. It was basically like Christian Boy Scouts, and you like did the soapbox derby and you did all these. Unlike things. the regular Boy Scouts, that's right. Which are such yeah. heathens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Unlike those devils worshiping <laughs> Eagle Scouts, and and what you do is you go to RA camp, which was in South Carolina. It was where all of them is up up there near uh, you know Pumpkin Town. Yeah, and. Uh, What's the name of the camp? McCall RA camp, yeah, close to Table Rock. And you go and you get to like wade in the creek and play sports and all this stuff. I went once on it during the last week in July, and they made a huge deal about Christmas in July. And it's the first I'd ever heard of it. And I remember just pulling one of the counselors aside and going, "Why? Like, why are we doing this?" And they're like, "You know, because it's Christmas in July." I was like, 
<laughs> but why? Why? I will, I will say Christmas in June makes more sense because of Leon it's, Day. It's six Because you can celebrate, you know, June 25th, and it's the true halfway point. Christmas in July doesn't make a whole but lot like, of sense do you know unless you're asking your, my heart and it makes all the sense in the you, world. But do you, th- those people that celebrate half birthdays, like those people are awful. Like why are we celebrating Jesus's half birthday? Like let's okay, just wait, wait till the full year goes around. Um, Dan, have you, you met me? Jesus? <laughs> Dan, are you telling me you would rather have three solid months of Hallmark original summer you movies? You know, th- th- you have a point. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that the movies are worse. I'm just saying the whole idea as a whole, it just... Is absurd. Like yeah. I love the five weeks of Christmas. It's special. Like those, you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving through New Year's is a great time. Like let's just keep it there. But and, you like, would agree it. if there is one person that deserves a half birthday party, it is, it is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I, I Good Lord go indeed. Back to, I want to go back to Pumpkin Town. Is yeah. that really a place? It's a real place. There's one stop sign. It's welcome to Pumpkin Town. Um, that is that a, seems like a setting for yeah. like a Hallmark fall movie. Yeah. It's uh, right but up the right. road from uh, from Sugar Tip. It, it is. There is a town called Sugar Tip as well. I don't know if we can say that on this. Gibson has a house that's there. That's the name of the town. Yeah. I don't know what you want. Pumpkin Town is like. Uh, <laughs> It's it's like a setting for a Hallmark movie, but with fewer teeth. Right. <laughs> As are so many yeah. settings for Hallmark movies. Right. But do they do they do like? A, is there a Halloween festival? All I know like- is is the one intersection where there are things. There's like a general. It's literally one stop sign, four way stop intersection, and there's right. a general store. There's pumpkins outside of it. it. Says like Pumpkin Town General Store. I think on the other corner there's like a, uh, a sun, there's not even a gas station. Like it is t- tiny, but it is Pumpkin Town, South Carolina is real. I promise. Because it should be like the Christmas in Evergreen for Halloween. Yeah. Right. I, I, I wonder what the, the I do. Can, Let's uh, table this for another day. Leaving money on the table. Nobody should take this idea from us because we'll we're gonna write that. We'll talk (laughs) uh, when we get when we have our writers table meeting in a couple days. This says Pumpkin Town's way bigger than I thought. Uh, It says there's. Uh, 16 people, 70,000 people. Wow, I don't believe that for a second. Are they including all of Pickens County? It's possible. I mean, I just it's so little. There's no way that it's that many people. There's There's no way. There's no way. No, it's it everybody who be. stopped for sweet corn. Unless they're it all was settled in, in 1745. Unless Holy they are all witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then Pumpkin Town makes sense. How do you count them? Yeah. They're all flying around. They're, uh, all of them witches. An accepted name pronounce a uh, name spelling for this is Pumpkin Town. P U N K I N Town. Two words. I'm not making that up. Someone that edited on. the wiki and no one fixed it. That's not real. Pumpkin Town. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you going to Pumpkin Town? Won't you take me to Pumpkin Town? Pumpkin Town. There's no way that a town of seventy thousand people uh, allows punting count. Punting count. What are you talking about? Putting tame. I, I am one hundred percent telling you. There's no way there's seventy thousand people there. No, maybe cells. There's maybe seventy thousand cells. There's. I've maybe seen six people in Pumpkin Town. No way, or Pumpkin Town. Pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin town. please. <laughs> uh, well, while we're talking about pumpkin, let's talk about a sugar and spice holiday. Uh, it originally aired, everybody, on December 13th, 2020. 2020! And it went a little something like this. A young girl uh, builds a gingerbread house with her Nima. How, is that how you say it? Nema? Nima? Nima? Nima, I think's right. And they talk about uh, baking. And um, it's a lot of fun. Flash forward, this little girl is now all growing up, 
Her name's Susie. She works as an architect. She's crushing it. She is, uh, her assistant says she's perfect uh, at everything she does. Um, and uh, she has this odd thing she does where she, in her mind, uh, uh, compares all of the people in her life to baked goods. Yes, yes. And it starts off cute, then it gets weird. Then it gets inappropriate. But where I listen, who who are we? Yeah. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. I don't know. Um, she's up for promotion at work, as as you are in these movies. Uh, there's a rival uh, named Marshall, the fire marshal. Um, he's up for the same promotion. They have to get their proposals in by New Year's Eve. And she's like, I'm going to home for Christmas. And, and the boss is like, so what? And she's like... Fair enough. Susie goes home for the holidays and learns that the local town bake-off um, is happening. And there's an old uh, old uh, p- potential flame, old uh, classmate named Billy, um, who's kind of heading the whole team. Billy Bits? Billy Bits. And Billy Bits <laughs> is, uh, man, that's a callback to a few weeks ago. Right. How about that? Um, Billy Bits is uh, putting the team together so that if they win, they can help save the community center. But Susie hasn't baked since uh, since Nima passed away. Her brother, Wayne, and sister-in-law encourage uh, him to give uh, give Billy another chance. He's a, he's a good dude. Um, we see Susie throughout this movie dreaming of Nima, who's giving her advice, encouraging her to bake, encouraging her to better herself. Um, and so she agrees to join the baking competition. Um, Billy shows Susie the bakery kitchen with the co-workers. We see a, a high school uh, bully turned the sweetest person in the world. Um, and another guy who is there, not there, Stavros. Then there How again, Stavros. I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, they all work together. Um, they build. They make a little house just to get their uh, their their chops wet. What? Uh, at a town uh, Christmas festival, Susie takes her niece and nephew shopping. Runs into Billy. They get in a snowball fight. Standard. The um, the first round of baking happens. They get third place. Still moves forward. But that's not good enough. She's not happy about it, but you got to celebrate when you move on. And so to do that, they uh, she does karaoke despite hating it. Starts off with her being really bad. Billy then dances really poorly. And I guess that helps her singing. I don't know. Um, but Susie's just starting to let go, starting to have fun. And then she gets um, uh, news that they, um, instead of New Year's Eve, the proposals need to be in by Christmas Eve. Um, the stress starts to get to Susie with the bake-off. She can't handle all of the responsibility. She messes up in the second round after um, the rolling pin that belonged to her grandma breaks, cracks. She adds too much salt. They are eliminated, Dan. We gasped. We couldn't believe it. Mm. Uh, Billy tries to cheer Susie up by recreating a uh, Christmas dance that he blew her off at all those years ago. And turns out they both really liked each other in high school. Now they get the chance to to dance. They get the cops called on them, but no big deal. Um, He then comes over, shares a meal with Susie's family, impresses her mom by liking stinky, stinky, stinky tofu, stinky tofu. Um, and they then have, not the mom, uh, uh, the two leads, have the most sensual baking scene in the history of cinema. I'll say it. They uh, almost kiss, but they get interrupted by those dang kids. Speaking of dang kids, one of those dang kids unplugs her computer. Her laptop dies. All of the things that she's been working on, gonzo. Um, the, she then goes to find Billy. 
and uh, she uh, tells Billy that she got good news. Um, hey, you've been working on this toy. I sent in your plans to someone I know they love it. They want to talk to you. He's like, I don't want that. He goes, he leaves. And then she gets a text, and it turns out Marshall, the fire marshal, got the promotion over her because he's popping some champagne in the office. Susie cries. Uh, her dad comes over and says, listen, we're just, we just want you to be happy. It doesn't matter about all your accomplishment. She then opens a present from Billy without asking if it's okay to open before Christmas like a monster. It's a new rolling pin with her name on it. Um, and she's going to need it because one of the teams gets disqualified after bribing two children that are judges with toys and candy you just don't do that um they bake their version of the perfect christmas which is a gingerbread house in the shape of the community center it's not the most christmasy but it is the best um and they win and they get money to save the community center and she gets a call that uh she actually did get the promotion and um but it's going to be in australia so she talks it over with billy and uh billy's like no problem i'll just come to australia with you she's cool with that people cheer um and then they come back a year later everything's going good and that was sugar, sugar and, and spice, spice holiday christmas nice we did. I it. said sugar and spice and Christmas, Christmas nice. Spice. I'm sorry. Everybody. It could have been called Finding Nima, I believe. Ooh, now that I think about it. I do uh, like that. Hey, just a little update for those of you that still care about Pumpkin Town. The population of Pumpkin Town, 3,170. I still think that's high. Where'd the 70 I don't, come I don't know. One hundred and seven. The 70,000 was for all the county. That, okay. was the, that was the mix up there, just FYI. Mix up in the uh, Pickens County. Uh, we'll be right <laughs> we, back. We were going to get letters. That's right. <laughs> we were. People in Pumpkin Town love this podcast. They don't know how to write. <laughs> boy, oh boy, do I have news for you. What is it? I've been watching Christmas movies all July, and mm. I've been getting email after email being like, Brand, how are you doing it? Where are you watching these movies? Are you watching them on... on, on One of those uh, expensive streaming services? Yeah, or are you watching them on, oh, I don't know, cable? Cable? And I'm like, um, Come no. On. Can I introduce you to Philo? Mm. Philo has all the channels that I personally want in my life. Over 60 of them. That's exactly right. I get my hallmarks. I get my lifetimes. I get my realities. I get MTV, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's the good news, everybody. They also are giving us DVR that lasts an entire year and has unlimited amounts unlimited. of storage. I can put all the movies on. All there. the movies. You could literally record every episode of Ridiculousness and somehow, by the grace of God, (laughs) you will not run out of space. It's amazing. And here's a, it gets better. do YouTube TV, Hulu, all these others, they sell like $60, $70 a month. Is that what I'm going for? No, here? you're not going for that at all. What? You're going for $25 a month. What? And even better, they're giving our listeners 25% off two months oh my by going goodness. to philo.tv slash DTH. That's philo.tv slash DTH. It's the best deal, and it is even better than ridiculousness wow. on repeat. Unbelievable. Philo.tv slash DTH. <laughs> So Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. I, I don't know if you caught this, but there was a commercial in our ad break for ridiculousness. <laughs> Rob Deerdeck has a show where he talks about other, other shows clips, and MTV runs it all day long. And it's all day long. <laughs> it's crazy. It's phenomenal. That guy wakes up laughing. Uh-huh. He just is like, yeah, just count my money. What am I going to do? Count more money. <laughs> Shout out to you, Rob. You get it, Rob. 
Um, it's time to talk about a sugar and spice holiday. Christmas nice. Um, very excited to break this movie down. I propose we do it with four segments. Okay. And I propose we start with the Razzle Dazzle. Really? We didn't talk about this in show prep. I don't know if I'm ready. I've been ready this whole time, and now I'm not ready. I'm I vote about. yes. You vote no. Alonzo, you're the tiebreaker. Are you prepared? You know, normally I'd say yes, but I, I think I have kind of a Charlie horse situation that would prevent me from doing <laughs> yeah. the rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you to stretch. All right, fine. I, we'll start. Know, we'll I start know. with the hot take, and I guess I'll start with you. Are you limbered up for that? <laughs> I, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing some isometrics under the table here. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I think it, it gets a lot of it right. The, the 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 Christmas certainly is there throughout, and and you know baked in, if you will. Um, I love the, the, the family story. I love the presentation of the community, the diversity. Of course, this is the first uh, film course, cable Christmas movie with Asian American leads. Um, I'll tell you this, this is one of the few, maybe I think that this is the first time ever while watching one of these movies that I paused and went and baked cookies and then came back and watched the rest Look of the movie. Look at this. It put me back. <laughs> it, it got me so in the in the zone of like, I need to be in the kitchen cook, making cookies right now because this movie is making it look great. Uh, but I would say if, 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 there's a, if there's a demerit here, the lead guy, kind of a stiff. Mm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Brand hey, we're a few weeks uh, removed from Christmas Palooza, Cookie Palooza. Cookie did, Palooza, yeah. Or did this put you in the mood? Uh, I don't like. Here's the crazy part. I don't like sugar cookies. Oh, like <laughs> they're not, they're not my thing. And so eating 55 of them, pretty much cemented that I'll not have one for a long, long time. Um, so I've not had one since. Uh, I can promise you that. Maybe a chocolate chip here and there. I mean, come on. But but sugar cookies or frosting, forget it. I'm good for the rest of my life. In the words of uh, someone. I like it. I love it. I want some more. That's of it. Tim McGraw. You're in looking words, for Tim McGraw. In the words of Tim McGraw, I liked it. I, I like it. I love it. I want some more. I of try it. so hard. I try I can't so hard. Rise above I, can't, I can't. This movie is just great. I loved it, and I don't believe that the lead uh, guy was a stiff. I quite enjoyed okay. him. I thought he was fun, um, and I, I just I loved everything about it. I will say. Um, a little bit goes a long way when it comes to the baked goods, uh, you know, the comparison to the baked goods. I, uh, loved it at the beginning and I quickly grew to not enjoy it as much, but I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun and it added a little bit of something special to it. Um, this movie is, it's really great. Um, and it just, again, just continues to boggle my mind, the qualitative gaps when it comes to Lifetime movies. It continues to yeah. boggle my mind. It is a real roller coaster a, out it, there. You it, just it never know. I think the best Lifetime movies are better than the best Hallmark yep. movies, but the worst oh. Lifetime movies are way worse That's than exactly the worst right. Hallmark movies. You can't even see them exactly the worst right. Hallmark movie. They're just so far down there. That's exactly yeah. right. And I would have put this, you know, had we watched it in 2020, I would have put it up there probably in my top five for 2020 as far as Christmas movies go. It's really, really good. I loved it, and I'd watch it again in a heartbeat. Dan? Yeah, it, Alonzo hit the nail on the head. It does most everything. It gets most everything right. Like, all the things that are not the fish in a barrel about these movies, which there's still plenty of those here, but, like, the bigger things that you just want to see in these movies, like a portrait of diversity and community and just people living a different way or just the way that you don't live in your house. I, 
this does that well and it seems to be done effortlessly like it doesn't like easier than it was for me to say that word like it's <laughs> it's easy for them to do this and it feels very natural i thought that they did all of that really well it's not really my thing but it has a couple things going for it one i was genuinely surprised by the plot in this movie twice two times i was like wait a minute, this isn't how these movies go. And once, even Brand just had his hands up in the air like, I can't believe that just happened. Second, the the lead female, uh, Jackie Lai, I believe is how you say it. Jackie Lai, she's wonderful in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought the male lead, Tony, I don't know how to say his last name, G-I-R-O-U-X. G- it's, I think he's... Giroux. Giroux. Uh, I thought he was okay, but she was great. Um, yeah. And then everybody else that comes along and joins in is really good. Um, it's not something that I would sit down and watch personally. Like it doesn't transcend to like a Snowden Christmas or like a Snow Bride or something like that. But for what it is, this is how you make these movies. I mean, I really it was effortless in how they went about creating and crafting a world that was engaging and inclusive for everyone. Um, so yeah, by, by that standards, it's a home run, and it would have definitely been in my top five for homework in twenty twenty. No questions asked. And I got to be honest, I think I just like Lifetime movies better because the ones that are bad are just so terrible that I get, like, uh, you know, that bobsled race, that's not happening every day. <laughs> Can't forget it, man. I think, so, about, you know, I think about it at least once a day. So, like, those movies, like, I think that works better for me than, you know, 28 vanilla wafers and, like, one or two decent and one or two bad. Like, I, I just, I feel like Lifetime gets it. Like, they're going to swing big or miss, they're going to hit big or miss big, and I, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. I want to know, like, how uh, I'm just, inter- you know, I we know that Hallmark, the execs up there are very involved in the filmmaking process. I want to, like, how involved is uh, the Lifetime people in the making of I, the movie? Because it would, just, it feels like if you are that involved, you it would be it more just, uniform. Now, this hasn't been the case this year, but, but definitely in the Bill Abbott years, it felt like Hallmark was risk averse. It was like we can't take this chance because there's a there's a 50-50 shot it will go really poorly. Whereas Lifetime is just like, yeah, go for it. So that I think they're involved. They're just pushing the risk a lot more than Hallmark is. And, and so, yeah, do the bobsled scene. Whatever. So we'll do some green screens. It'll be fine. And if it isn't, then it's like, oh, well, that sucked. Oh, well, let's move along. And the crazy thing about Hallmark is that as as much as they had like one or two people sort of overseeing all of these projects that didn't stop them from like having three uh, movies about musicians that have to like decide whether they're going to sing in the talent show or go off on a TV special or two movies about carousels, carousels. two weeks in a row. Come you know? on. Like you would think that if with somebody guiding the ship that, you know, on that much of a macro level that they wouldn't overlap that much, but they do. And at least, yeah, lifetime, maybe they have a little more freedom or they maybe do more acquisitions, but yeah, you get the impression that they're they're we, they're, they're allowed to shoot the impression the back that fences. I get. Yeah, we never had to we we uh we would hear from numerous actors that Bill Abbott and Michelle Vickery, Bill Abbott was watching dailies. He was watching mm. them and he was giving yeah. notes every day on every movie. Like that is a different level of micromanagement there. Like that is for better or worse. I mean, you can say like the brand that he built made a ton of money, whatever. But if you're watching dailies for all 120 movies that you're doing and you're sending in notes, I don't think any other network at 120 movies is doing that. I mean, that the CEO of the company is watching yeah. the dailies and giving notes. That doesn't happen anywhere but Hallmark. It just, it just doesn't. It might There's happen no at way. the GAC. It might happen at the GAC. Yeah, it might happen We're at the GAC. You're right. We're lucky. Yeah. It's, the GAC, it's the GAC attack. GAC attack. <laughs> Back, back, back in black, the gack attack. It's good. Thank Sounds you. Good. Oh, it's coming out later this <laughs> yeah. month, everybody. Uh, it's time for all the feels part of the show. We talk about what in this movie gave us feels. Alonzo. 
Uh, a bunch, actually. Um, you know, I I like the 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 people as cookie thing. I think maybe more than you did. I thought it was pretty funny throughout, and I thought it was a smart way to allow for narration, uh, which a lot of these movies just sort of like throw on and it just kind of feels desperate. This at least makes it the protagonist's story and also kind of gives you a quick rundown of who all these characters are in a hurry. So I thought that was a really sort of economical way to kind of like do that in the story. I, and, gen- you know, I, I generally liked the idea a lot. No, I, 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 some of, some of them were a little bit of a miss for me and I just felt like it, maybe there were a few, a few too many. When you start introducing like C and D characters in that that's my like you know introduce the main six but like when we're introducing the bad guys and we're introducing like the the cousins nephews grandparents it's like okay so maybe they're a beignet like i don't know what that's supposed to mean fair enough i also i got i'll say i got dead grandma feels because yes. I think that's another where this movie could have gone like way off the bend and not worked but those scenes were really lovely and, and, and really moving uh clueless white guy feels i love the scene early on where there's like oh i didn't know your people's celebrated Christmas yeah. like my people I'm from Maine you know yeah. that was a great scene and I think uh, that's one of those things where even in a Hallmark movie where they have made it a you know like a, a, a blacks in the in the lead characters as opposed to whites in the lead characters um you know they you would never get that granular a moment of like somebody bringing up a racial issue like it's still it still exists in a world in which these topics are never discussed and there's never a problem and so this one without like getting on a soapbox about it it was just this moment of like mm-hmm, yes and just her letting this guy like kind of you know giving him enough rope which i thought was was hilarious i also love the stinky tofu scene for the same yeah. reason you know, the most you're going to get from Hallmark is if we have Hispanic characters, there will be a tamale. Tamale, scene. that's right. Yep, and it's always a tamale making. Scene. Always, that's all they got. Can't you go know? wrong with a tamale. And this this is like so culturally specific, and 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 you know, and kind of touches on that stuff. And and it's like, yeah, I had to go Google stinky tofu. I didn't know it was a thing. Now I know it's a thing. And and I think like Hallmark's always afraid to make you go Google something that you might not already <laughs> know about. So they're going to yeah. stay with the tamales. Um, uh, you know, uh, a, a really impressive ensemble. I thought, like, I know y'all don't share my my fandom for Cardi Wong, but I'm always happy to see him. Uh, Tsai Ma, <laughs> I don't know if anybody shares your enthusiasm no, for yeah, Cardi Wong, you, but you, I love it. The, I love the, it. The bubbly sesh gals do. The bubbly sesh and Alonzo are holding the torch for Cardi Wong, and I, you know yeah. what? That's what the I'm bubbly. Sure the bubbly's next venture being. is, I believe, a Cardi Wong podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. They call I'll, it the Wong Wong Watch Along. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, like Tsai Ma, like legendary character actor. Dan, did you did you see Lulu Wong's The Farewell? I did. It was ago? wonderful, and Tsai yeah, Ma's yeah. great in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so it was nice to see him in this. Um, and then the the whole notion of like you know this is exactly the thing that Dan brought up that bugged him about. Um, uh, Christmas setup. It's like, well, you're rich. You could move. You know, why should this guy have to give up this amazing work opportunity if it's going to mean him going to London? So it's like the the movie's like, oh, I have to go to Australia, and the guy's like, okay, great, I'll come too. It's like, oh, okay, so we're going to do that. Like nobody the, that never happens in these movies. Didn't it's like, see it she gets, coming. The, no. She gets the great job on the other side of the planet, and movies like, yeah, go for it. And if the dude wants you, then he will follow. That's right. Yeah. I had fully prepared myself for her turning it down and wanting to stay with her family. Like I, I t- like she, she hadn't been home for the holidays for a while. She uh, realized how much she loves being with her family. I'll just do something. I'll start my own firm here in Maine or something. Yeah. Nope. No. Right. No. No. Going Not Australia, here. Uh, you can tag along if you want to. Yep. This is I lifetime, baby. Um, man, that uh, that uh, bacon scene in the kitchen. Good lord. <laughs> 
Uh, I there was some steam there. I, I like I had to uh, like call my pastor afterwards. I was just <laughs> sheesh. Like I, I mean, my bad. Like I stumbled into it. I didn't know what I was getting into. Like it was wild stuff. <laughs> Twice you looked over at me and you just couldn't believe. You were just like. Oh Cold boy! Shower for brand. Oh right. boy! Full, yeah, full ghost situation. Wow, that's right. That oven is on. Wow! That's right. Wow! What a scene. Yeah. So yeah, it gave me feels. Yeah. Um. The, there are a lot you of feels I mean. in this movie, and I think. No. <laughs> no. I think a lot, Alonzo. A lot of yours were mine. Yeah. I, I will say that they found a way to subvert uh, some of the genre expectations with not immediately winning the baking competition and with mm. the guy going to Australia. A little bit of a wait what on that second one we can get to later. I love the fact, and, and I think that's the thing is, you know, step one for Hallmark was putting people of color and and people across uh, the spectrum in their movies. Step two is allowing them to operate in a world that's, you know, reflective of the culture and, and not yes. just in a white world. I think that's the next step. And it's done here so seamlessly that that you would think that people could just do this because it's easy. The stinky tofu scene, a, a great example of that. The white guy basically doing the where are you from bit. Um, yeah. Another like just tentpole of, of what it's like to be an Asian American or a person of color. And they do it. They do it well. It's not ham-fisted. It's not heavy-handed. It's not over the top. And it works so incredibly well. Every scene with her and her grandmother in a dream or as a child works yeah. incredibly well. The family's love of food is evident in this movie. It's not a prop in this movie like the tamales in Playing Cupid or this one dish. It's not that. It's just a love of gathering and eating food and baking and cooking. And and that was really, really good as well. So they just do this like it 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 almost works just too well like it just is it none of it stands out it just is a movie like it just is very much and it doesn't hurt that you have people like Sai Mai in there who are just wonderful yeah and the thing is like you know anglo audiences love yes. those cultural details yes. they love to yes. see like how immigrant communities live and eat and all that stuff and and like hallmark is leaving money on the table by not like playing with that and and letting that be part of the christmas thing because then the the the, the members of that community will be thrilled to see it represented in a movie and then boring white people are like hey ex exciting thing i didn't know and food i had no idea that's right. existed you know that's right I don't know. I mean, tamales, right? Like, what more do we need? Tamales. Let's take a quick break. Grab a tamale. We'll be right back here on Dyke Homer. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about a sugar and spice holiday. Um, and we're talking about the wait what's now, the things that are in this movie that made us go, wait what? Alonzo. So early in the movie, um, Terrible Boss, who is a terrible boss, yeah. um, says that she is on a cleanse. Uh, so, you know, she can't eat cookies, but then the other dude brings in this basket of like snacky keto, whatever things. And it's like, if you're on a cleanse, right. you're doing nothing but like drinking gross stuff for a week or that's whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and we, that's a whole other topic that the cleanses are nonsense. But still, if you're on one, you're not eating you're anything. You're not eating so. a, a can of planter's nuts. You're not exactly. doing it. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a big 
uh, eyebrow raiser. Um, I, I really, you know, am, I question how stable this development project is if they not only move up the deadline a week during the holidays, which is, you know, what these movies always do, but also, oh, yeah, by the way, it's now in Australia. Thousands like, of miles like, away. <laughs> that might make a difference in yes. architecture, you know, like the plan. Like it's it's like yeah, we want you to build this uh, swimming pool. Oh no, no, now it's going to be in Antarctica and it's still going to be outdoors. Like it, that's different, you know. Yeah, you, 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 it's not just a, a mix and you know a plug and play here. Do you think <laughs> that the people writing the movie were like they wanted to make a point of the guy going with the girl to the job, and they were like, no, LA is too close. What's the furthest place away we could make it? <laughs> Australia. Yeah, we need, an, we need an antipode here. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that was bananas. But that was kind of it. I think for the most part, this this for me this held together. I'll, I'll be curious to see what you guys got. Um, I have a couple. A uh, one, um, um, a specific line that I don't think has ever been said <laughs> in life, which is, "Oh, I'm getting a phone call. I I gotta go take this." And uh, someone looking back at them and just saying, "I'm gonna go get ribs." Like it was a very. <laughs> Interesting response I'm to gonna it. Go I gotta, get some ribs. I'm going to go get some ribs. BRB. I, I've, I've never heard that conversation. I liked it. I'm going to get some ribs real quick on the quick, quick. If, if, if ribs is an option, I would. Absolutely. I, would I love ribs. But I, as soon as he said that, I looked for the rib buffet. Saw no rib buffet. I'll be right back. I'm, right call, back. I'm calling BS, sir. I'll be right back. I'm going uh, to go get some ribs. Yeah. Postmates, Dan. They'll, if, they'll show if up. If you're getting you ribs know. that quickly, because he gets them in a minute and a half. She's on that call for a minute and a half. He's got a plate of very disgusting looking ribs when he comes back. Are they just ready? Like, you just go up and it's like ready, hot. Is it like the Little Caesars of ribs? Is it hot and now, hot and ready ribs? The vending machine. The ribs <laughs> vending machine. Those Ooh, ribs, vending machine. Those ribs looked awful. They looked awful. They looked like what McDonald's mm. was thinking about when they made in the In their McRib. defense, yeah. In their defense, they did look like ribs that you could get in a minute and a half. In a minute and a half. So, that's true. There's they're, a, they're, they the are, they we're are. We're going to open up lightning ribs. That's yeah. what we're going to call it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go take this call. I'm going I'm to go get, get some ribs. I'll, I'll be right back. We'll be, we'll be back here. <laughs> I'm going to go get food. I'm going to run over. I'm going to go get some ribs. Get some, we'll be, be back. Yeah. Um, I am... Um, you know, throughout the 2020 movies, sometimes you can spy spy the COVID. Oh, yeah. um, and in this movie, the the COVID protocol that I noticed was the team multiple times went hands in, and their they hands were their hands. inches apart. Yeah. Like they didn't do the on top. That's right. It's like don't touch hands. Don't touch. That's right. No touching. No touching. Um, because you're all breathing next to each other. That's but right. Heaven forbid that yeah. your hands might brush against each other. Now, uh, I, I, I was, I just could not believe, um, that they let the kids still judge yeah. the finals. I mean, after the bribery. I, you, you kick those kids to the curb, uh, metaphorically. Like do, that, you do not let them come back in to judge the finals. Yeah, they, they're, they're tainted. They are tainted yes, judges. You can't know. You can't do it. No. The whole competition is uh, as now is just a question mark. There's 15 big ones 15 on the line, large, and they're just letting those those kiddos come back in and, and judge. It's wrong. Um, and it's not how this should be done. And that's all that I got, Dan. Um, the baking competition is where most of my wait what's, uh, you know, are, are assembled. Um, first of all, this is clearly like a fellowship hall in a church they're using right. of some sort. sort. Um, where is everyone else's oven? Because there's just these folding tables set up. And then she uh, pivots over to an oven to the left of her. There's That's the only oven. And we never see the oven in retrospect to the whole building. 
I don't know where everyone else is baking their in- ingredients because there are no other ovens in the room or anywhere. I, like it, it just, th- th- they're not in there. It, it's not a place you could hold a baking competition. Next, the way I understand it, there's supposed to be six teams and then they get cut to four and then they get cut to three. The problem is, is that I don't know if it was COVID, but there's never more than four teams that compete in this thing. You never see more than four, <laughs> even when they're supposed to be six. There's really only four. Um, you know, uh, then they get, they lose and they lose because she put salt in where she should have put sugar. Well, if you're an expert baker, probably not going to happen. But even if it was, you would have different like color-coded labels on the sugar and the salt. These two things look like identical twins. They're trying to mess up. If you get two clear containers with red caps, put sugar in one, salt in the other, not label it, you're asking for a disaster. That's you're, baking competitions. That's just for baking one hundred and one, right? No, there. they're baking competitions. It's a tricky. Yeah. They're tricky. And then apparently they didn't taste anything before they put it on the plate because yeah. if they just taste it, they can leave those small things off, and it's it's no no problem whatsoever. Um, he does this bit where he gives her these chocolate chips. He's like, hey, I got mint chocolate chips for you um, for when you get home, uh, when you need a break. And she opens it up, and it's the classic surprise worm situation. How did she fall for that? Like, <laughs> the, the, as soon as you grab hold of that can, you will find out pretty quickly that it's just nothing. It's just light and airy in there, right? This is a guy who convinced an entire town that Tom Cruise was coming and they needed to make a video in their underwear and sunglasses. So obviously never he underestimate, is a master prankster. Yeah, never underestimate the power of Billy Martin is what we're saying. Um, <laughs> she at one point says, my gold stars are what got you through high school. What kind of high school are you going to where you get gold stars? Like, <laughs> this is why our education system's failing. Um, I got straight golds on my report card, Mom. <laughs> You're 17. Uh, <laughs> lastly, um, what'd you get on your AP exam? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yellow um, <laughs> means caution. They're giving me three credits in college instead of six. Uh, lastly, the big end of this movie is he goes with her, which is awesome. But I'm going to go ahead and say this it is bold to have not talked to somebody for a decade and then invite yourself to move in with someone moving to australia bold bold move i like it but bold it's not like hey i'll come with you and and get my own place he's like i'm coming with you we're moving in together we're serious about this it at that point it seemed to escalate very very quickly. That was that was my last. That one. would never happen in Pumpkin Town. I'll tell you no, that. No much. no 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 no. Can I remind you that in a very merry toy store they go from being lifelong enemies to married in a, the course true. of a couple of weeks. That's true. Yeah yeah yeah. But Just I mean that's that that's there. Mario and Melissa. All bets. That's are Mario yes. and Melissa. That, they're, they're, you're right. Yeah, they're they're wild cards. They're both like they're 60. lightning in a bottle. <laughs> like, <laughs> Both like 60. Good Lord. <laughs> they can't wait. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, it's time for What the Lifetime, the part of the show we wonder what could have been. Maybe have not give some clarity to the questions that we still have. Alonzo? Well, I'm just thinking that that mean girl, you know, reformed as she is now and, you know, aware of her, her you know, like uh, lactose intolerance and all that other stuff. I, I think there, there's, there's, a, there's a revenge element that is still hanging in the air there. Okay. So I'm just, I'm waiting for Susie to be like, you know, to, to, to lay low for years maybe and then eventually do just something really cruel and retribution because she has it coming. If she tortured her every day in high school, you don't get the just write yeah. that off as adults. It was like, oh, I'm nice now. No, no, no. You'll get yours, lady. I just mm, want to know when wow. that day's going to come. Boy. Guys, I got to bring up the elephant in the room, which is uh, which is Stavros. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> Stavros, the fourth fourth team member. Uh, he's there for round one. Round two's coming around, and they're like, he had to go. He's, he's a family thing. Family thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's weird. And they're like, is everybody all right? Everybody's fine. Everyone's fine. Comes back for round three. Stavros Beck says nothing to worry about. And we, we get never, zero information. None. Not none. A, no information. None. One, what happened? But two, what happened with filming? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. What yes. Ha- it's a both ends. What happened in his life? And also, what happened in his life? Because it's clearly like the laziest writing of all time. Like, for a movie that's taken as much time as it's taken to painstakingly be accurate about the people it's representing, for them to just be like, we'll say it's family stuff. What is it? Doesn't matter. Like, I feel like it was last minute. You would think, though, that all the baking things in would've that space would have been the same day. If it was an issue with his... I just desperately with, want some... That's mine. The actor's I busy schedule. I have to know the answer of what happened... <laughs> In to Stavros and to the actor playing Stavros, both of those things are very, very important. Stavros, if you happen to be listening to this, for <laughs> come on, bro. Whatever, whatever reason, reason. Brand at yeah. thehallmark.com. like help a brother we're, out. We're going to be hearing some 2020 production stories, like after time passes, that will oh, curl yeah. our collective hair. I'm sure. Oh, I'll tell you sure. this much: to salt never would have happened under Stavros's watch. No, not with Stavros there. Stavros no. is Mm-mm. a what? What was it? A colon? He's, a, he's actually. Oh, that was one of my wait what's. The guy is a classically trained uh, pastry chef, and he's not leading this team. I just want to be clear. The architect that hasn't baked in years is leading the team. Classically trained pastry chef, I'll just be here if you need me. Like, what is that about? You said classically trained uh, pastry I like that. So it's about her management. It's about her management skills. Clearly, clearly, it's about yeah. her management skills. She her delegation delegate. ability. That's exactly. right. Uh, we did, everybody! Hey. Congratulations! Ooh. A sugar and spice holiday. Uh, Christmas in July. What a what a fun thing! Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back tomorrow and the rest of the week, of course. But uh, next Monday, Alonzo, you'll be back, and we'll be talking about Dear Christmas, another 2020 lifetime flick. Mm. I'm very excited to talk about that, um, Alonzo. Before we go, do you got any words of wisdom you want to uh, leave the people with today? Uh, you know, just I think kind of to circle back what we've been saying this whole episode, like this is the movie to look at if you are trying to diversify your slate, Hallmark and other <laughs> channels. Like there's a way to do it that can where where you can have some cultural specificity and it's not just like let's make these, you know, Wisconsin characters now be, you know, <laughs> people of color but not change anything else about the specifics of their life, you know? Absolutely. 100% agree. Watch and learn. Watch and learn. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we had a wonderful day today, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody who's listening. Dan, come on. On the cards. Okay. <laughs> uh, until tomorrow, maybe we the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.